0: Hi everybody, welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie, I'm Janelle Cameron. I'm Leslie Pearson. And today we're going to talk all about the first time home buyer.
1: Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. The podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered.
0: Hey everybody, welcome back and I hope you had a great week. Uh Before we get started, I just actually wanted to say thank you to everyone who's listening all the time. We've got a consistent... Oh, aren't you in a sweet oh, I, mood? I, really, I know. <laughs> I, we have such a consistent following and we're growing every week. No, so it's so great
2: to hear. Yeah, what, uh, that's wonderful. It is. So um, people actually like what we're saying sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's interesting. So you are more into the data about that. Can you tell, is it consistent? Is it the same people every week, but we add to it? Is yeah, it,
0: I, the only reason I know who, that of the consistency is that I hear from people okay. who are saying, you know, we're, I listen every week yeah. and, but I can see from the from the numbers, you know, we've been growing and growing and growing. And so, you know, it's a slow process, mm. I think. Uh, but over the last, I mean, we're doing this, what, over two years now? Mm. And um, our growth has been huge. Yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah, so you know, we really appreciate that and hope that you all can spread the word. It's really means a lot to us. If you can spread the word to other people, let them know about this podcast. And,
2: you know, we want to be, we just like to talk, but we also, you know, care about, um, being the providers of information that our listeners care about. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I don't know, um, you know, how much we hear from people about topics they want us to cover. But I hope more people are doing that. But you can certainly look and tell by the, um, you know, listening rate, the subjects that people really love more than others. That's and so right. we learn from that and, um, and and try to, you know, uh, adjust or uh, certainly accommodate um, listener interest yeah. in, the, in the things we choose to talk about. But if you have a thought about what we want, what you want to hear about, or what you're um, curious about, or if you even have, you know, someone you want us to bring in to talk with, you know, any feedback I think is good to hear.
0: Yeah. And also uh, if you can rate us on um, radar podcast, that would be amazing. That really helps. So if you're an Apple or on Spotify, no, you know, I don't. I don't do that.
2: That's 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 yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, it's it's just made me realize because we've had a couple of ratings there, it makes me realize how important that is. Yeah, that people do that. So, um, you know, that really helps us. It helps us get the word out to more people, and it's it's important. Yeah, yeah. well, good of you to bring that up. I don't think we've ever said that we have not. So I'm going to so make thank that you as everybody. A reminder. Yes, she's Janelle's right. Um, so one of the questions or comments that we've heard from people a lot over the past couple of years is about getting into the market for the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, So today's podcast is really going to be focused on the first time buyer, what you need to do in terms of the steps to get into the market. Now we're not talking about savings, you know, when to start saving and all of that. Yeah. We've covered that. That's we've not covered, covered that. today. So today is just sort of what steps do you need to take as a first time buyer and yeah. how to move the process yeah. You've long. decided you, you want to uh, investigate buying. What do you do now? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the number one thing that you need to do is figure out your finances.
2: Yeah. I think this has to be number one because if it isn't, you just decide, you know, it's time for us to buy and you skip this stage and just contact an agent and start looking around, you're doing it in a vacuum, an mm-hmm. information vacuum. You don't know what what you can afford to buy. You don't know where you can afford to buy. You don't know what you need to do to be in a position to buy. So you're setting yourself up to be, you know, grossly disappointed mm-hmm. if you skip this stage. Yeah because, and nobody wants that, because you may find out after spending, you know, little or some considerable amount of time jumping the gun and looking around and then finding out, oh my gosh, we can't do what we thought Mm -hmm. we could, we can't do this. So it's got to be the first step is get your financial house in order.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, what does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing you need to do is talk to a lender.
2: Yeah. Most people are going to need Financing for the first purchase. That's right. So um, you're going to have to go to um, someone, a source of that money. Now, when Jan- Janelle says talk to a lender, there are different options out mm-hmm. there of what you do. A lot of people just intuitively go to their bank. Yep. And you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are also um, mortgage brokers. Mm-hmm. And that's another option. And from my perspective, that's the preferred
0: option. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to investigate all your options yeah. and choose yeah. the one that feels right. Yeah, It's sort of like choosing a realtor in a way. I think you yeah. want to be with someone that you feel comfortable with because it's a really important decision. You want to make sure they don't mess it up mm-hmm. because people can mess it up. Yeah. And, you know, you know, it might not be
2: the, it might be the quickest uh, decision, but
0: maybe not the most prudent to just say, I'm just going to go to my bank because That's of right. my bank. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you You don't
2: have to do that.
0: Yeah. And you need to do this first and foremost, because you have, trust me when I say you don't know what you can afford. Right. You just don't know. You think, you know, based on numbers and Mm -hmm. things, but you don't know. It could be a lot more, could be a lot less. Yeah. You just don't know because they crunch all the numbers together. Yeah. So the first thing you need to do is sort that out. Yeah.
2: And I'm a fan of um, mortgage brokers. Um, I think they have some advantages over just going
0: to your bank. So, but investigate everything. Yeah. Investigate everything. Um, Cause they really just, you know, in a nutshell, they take everything into account. So what other loans you have, what other things you own, they have to analyze your income. That's a really important one. Uh, How much down payment you have, you know, your credit score, like all of this stuff goes into a a, a formula for that. Yeah, so you're gonna
2: come out of that conversation with a better sense than you have now. Yeah of what you might be able to afford.
0: And it doesn't cost you anything. Right. Yeah. So the second thing I think is important as you're analyzing this situation, two things really. Uh, the number one thing is, do you have RRSPs? And if you do, can you use those for your home purchase? Uh, a lot of people, I think everybody knows that you can, but I think a lot of people don't necessarily think that that's the right option for them. And that's something you should really investigate. If you've been contributing to your RSPs for... 10 years and you've got a substantial amount of money in there, you can use that money toward your down payment tax-free for a certain period of time. I think it's seven years or something. Right. And when you talk to a lender, they'll know all those. They'll know all that. And that's really important. So you want to kind of look at what's happening there. They'll look at all
2: your holdings and your sources or your access to money to tell you the pros and cons of each. But yeah. RSPs are one that I think people,
0: yeah, I, I know you can, but they don't know anything more about that. That's right. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing I think is important are thinking about understanding what rebates you qualify for. So for example, everybody hears about land transfer tax right? and you know, there are rebates for land transfer tax. Um, So you need to, if you have not purchased anything before, you will be rebated, you know, your land transfer tax provincially, municipally. So you need to, depending where you live, you need to understand what that looks like for you. Uh, And the same thing is for HST. If you're buying a new build condo, for example, or a home, you have to pay HST on the purchase price. But for a lot of people, much of the HST will be rebated if you are actually going to be living there and or, and, or have owned it for a certain period of time. Right. So again, these are things you just need to understand before you make assumptions. Yeah, and does that,
2: what do you think? Um, it's been a long time since
0: I've done this, but would talking to
2: a lender, would they get they into would. That,
0: that deep into that That's conversation? Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. they would. They would know. They would be able to help you with all of that. Um so that's going to be helpful for you
2: because you know even then although we've called the first step you know getting your finances lined up you're going to be learning oh there's two land transfer taxes in Toronto but not in Oshawa so that means a difference of x amount of money so that is going to maybe affect where we look so even though it's a financial conversation it'll also start to get you thinking about
0: broader issues like that's right where you can afford to be exactly the next thing kind of you know before you go down that road it's it's good to know what your credit score is and I think that it's something that the lender that you choose will get for you they'll they'll you know they'll pull what they it's call it's part pull of their the credit billed, score. it's
2: part of their accumulation yeah
0: of, of- But good for you to have it because sometimes on people's credit score, I see this all the time, there are mistakes. I would say more often than not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you may go on there and it says that you have a low credit score because you haven't paid your Rogers bill. But meanwhile, that was something that was disputed five years ago and there was some sort of problem and it's been long paid, but it hasn't been removed from your credit score. So I think it's good that you can do that for free. You can go to Equifax or one of the other places, pull your own credit score, just make sure everything looks good before you start the process. Mm-hmm, I yeah. agree. Okay. So that's kind of a little bit about financing. So once you have an idea of what you can afford, how much down payment you have, and that you're ready to go, would be for, yeah.
2: One last thing on that. When you have that conversation with your lender, you find out your world of possibilities, mm-hmm. um, your lender will um give you a um uh, I'm, I'm not thinking straight today we will give you a, a period of time for which the financing would be in place I'm yeah like, what uh, you that your right? pre-approval yeah. period so sometimes that's 90 days sometimes it's 120 that's right so that's a really good another really good reason to do that you want to kind of get locked in
1: yes um, so
2: that if there are any
0: changes in that time period Um, they don't affect you. That's right. Because, uh, that's an excellent point because everyone will have a a period of time that they, that the lender gave them that rate for. And then you go looking and you're going to, it's going to take some time and
2: yeah, so it's good
0: to, it's good to do that for that reason as well. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So you've got that sorted out and this is all part of the process. The second thing we want to remind all of you is to stop spending money. Especially you know, I did on, on not no, purchase. Before I was a
2: real estate agent, nobody told me that. Mm-hmm. I did not know the impact
0: that would have. That's right. On my uh, ability to purchase. Yeah. So this is the time that you don't want to. So you've got a pre-approval in, in place now based on everything it's you based told on the them. facts you've presented them. Yeah. yeah. So if you go out and buy a car,
2: if for example, the game,
0: that will completely change what you're now eligible for if you have a car payment. Or if you all of a sudden take out a new credit card. Even though it may have $0 on the balance, the fact that you now have access to an additional $50,000 on that credit card will even change the game. So stop spending, but also stop using any additional credit. Right. So that's really important. I think a lot of people sometimes get excited that they're going to start buying a home and then they go, "Oh, but unfortunately we have to move to wherever. That means I'm going to have to get a car. Well, I'm going to go get one now in anticipation. Well, the next thing you know, the lender now says, oh, wait a second here. You didn't have that $500 a month payment. That's going to affect how much money I'm going to be able to give you.
2: Yeah. It's, it's all an algorithm. It's all numbers. Yeah. But people don't realize you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the other thing like stop spending and, um, I don't know. Continue to work hard. You don't want to lose your job in this. Yeah, Mm -hmm. this is
0: good. That's a good. You know,
2: after you get your mortgage, after you buy your house and you have your mortgage all lined up, you can quit your job. Yeah, that's right. It's funny. You can do whatever you want. (laughs) You do whatever you want. But just in those
0: months leading up to your purchase, don't don't do anything rash. Status quo Mm -hmm. with your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So that you know, and yeah, especially even if you have dual income going into Mm -hmm. this position, then you got to make sure, especially that both of you keep on the same page, no changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, then now you've got all that sorted out. We are going to go to number three, which is really, you're going to start digging deep into all of your options. So now you know how much you can spend. Now you have to figure out what that means.
2: Yeah. I just think of this as, you know, it's kind of uh, your responsibility to to do a little bit of um, thinking about your your life and your interests and, you know, where you might want to be, what you might want to be in, what's important to you. Mm. Um, it's uh, important at this stage to, to do that thinking. I think... Um, before you go out and start seeing places. Yeah. Again, because you're going to spin your wheels unnecessarily and just get frustrated. Yeah. Everybody will get frustrated. That's right. So you may not have had occasion to have to think before about, do I want a condo? Do I want a house? If I want a house, do I want a townhouse, a condo townhouse, a semi-detached, detached? Mm -hmm. Detached. Does it have to, you know, think about, start thinking about what's important to you
0: in, in many ways. And be realistic, because I yeah. think that as a first-time buyer, you're not going to get everything you think that you need. Right. Yeah, so if you are absolutely determined to have a garage, you might not be able to afford that if you want to live in right Toronto proper. Right. Or, you know, you want to not, you want to have 800 square feet, but you can't afford the maintenance fees. So you right. need to make sure you really have a good idea yeah. of what's most important to you.
2: Yeah, so this stage of really... Um, self-reflection and thinking of what's important to you now that you have your budget in place it kind of it kind of happens lock step and barrel in with getting a realtor because um you know once you've given some thought to that it's kind of at kind of at the same time a realtor is going to say to you i'm, I'm jumping ahead but kind of maybe start to reach out and meet with a couple of realtors at while you're doing this thinking yeah because they'll be able to say you know that budget Means no house, and that's the important thing. You have to really match. It might be on your wish list, but I'm I'm you can't afford it. Reality, yeah. Yeah. Instead, you can
0: afford a one bedroom condo. The other thing I think is important here is that I would say to everybody who cares, just buy something. Like I have clients. I have one client in particular. I thought this was the most impressive person that I've worked with, and he was a little older. Getting into the game had been very. Uh, I'm going to say lazy for back, lack of a better word, about buying. And finally his, his dad and, and I think his mom were pushing him, come on, it's time. Like you need to make some decisions. You need to get going. So he decides he's going to buy something and all he can afford is a condo in a very undesirable neighborhood that was not great. And he, his options were buy that or buy nothing. And he said, I'm going to buy that and I'm going to fix it up and I'm going to sell it in a couple of years and we're going to make some money. And that's exactly what he did. And he turned around and bought a house after a couple of years because he had made $150,000 on the condo because he, and he did most of the work himself. So it looked great. Bought this house for, I think, just shy of a million dollars, which he couldn't afford to go over a million because he. If you spend more than a million, you need 20% and he didn't have it. They, he will now sell that house, I think shortly for um, probably about 1.4 mm. and turn it around again. And so this all started five years ago with a little tiny condo in a neighborhood he didn't want to be in because that's what he could afford. And isn't he the smartest person?
2: Yeah. So the pushback I received to that argument is that, isn't it better to continue to scrimp and save a little longer to avoid that first step and you know I think it's easy to say and see that generally the real estate market outperforms your saving potential yeah
0: and so the answer is no that's right yeah especially if you're paying rent it just can't be done yeah yeah so these are things you need to dig deep into your soul and figure out what's most important to you and what you can do. In addition to the type of housing
2: that interests you, it's where you want to be. It's what issues are important to you in terms of where you want to buy. You know, is um, public transit important to you? Is highway access important to you? Are schools important to you? Are parks important to you? Uh, Is the closest Starbucks within walking distance important to you? This is where you put your wish list on the fridge in like 1985 and, <laughs> and then cross out things and add, yeah, add things. So right. start to, and you know, get in your car
0: or take the TTC and walk around. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. yeah. On always, the weekend, mm-hmm. during the week, yeah. at night. Like, yeah. I think that's really good to see kind of the vibe. Yeah, I agree. Uh, number four, Leslie, you touched on this one already, but this is super important. Find a realtor. Yeah. So by the way, buying something with a realtor doesn't cost you anything. So why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm sure people realize this,
2: but uh, here we have a system where um, the seller of a property allocates some funds to the cooperating brokerage. So that ultimately, when the property sells, the your buying agent's commission is paid by through the proceeds of the sale of the house. That's right by the seller. Yeah. So, you know, um, in my view, it makes sense to to find a realtor who will be your exclusive agent in working with you to find a place. I mean, alternatively, you hear people who, you know, just find a house uh, online or something that they're interested in and and then they usually like to contact the agent who's listing the property. That's right. I see no value, in fact, great negativity to that course of action. And it never is, in my view, as you're never going to be as successful um, compared to finding the one agent that you really trust and really respect who's going to work like a dog for you and find you every property that
0: would be of interest to you. Exactly, mm-hmm. and know really take what you take what you're saying and be able to actually figure out what yeah. that means.
2: Yeah, and the number of times when you hear what uh, buyers and maybe it's particularly first-time buyers say they're looking for, and you know, I sometimes hear that and I think, mm, mm-hmm. I think they would this. I think they sh- they haven't thought of this. That's right. And check it. And so often your realtor will point you in a direction that hadn't even occurred to you. Yeah. Um, the uh, The reason that people jump from listing agent to listing agent is always because they think it's going to get them a deal. That's right. And it's just not the case. No,
0: I don't know what, what they're thinking.
2: Yeah. It's I, I, You know, when you have a listing, I bet you get calls from people asking if I buy through you. Especially if it's low what's end. What's in it
0: for me? Yeah. If yeah. it's under a certain price point, people think, well, aren't I going to get a deal if I buy through you? Right. Yeah, No. Yeah, no, that's not the case. No. Um, that may be with other listing agents. I don't know. Not with but us. It shouldn't be. <laughs> like, um, not with anybody reputable. Yeah. You know what and I there's w- no rebates, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if you buy with yeah. a realtor, right. no one's giving you money so back. So there's
2: no advantage no. to working that way. There's evidence that uh, it, it has lower rates of success. So yeah. why would you do that? That's and you right. don't pay. Yeah. So there's no reason not no to. No reason not something. to.
0: Now- You want someone working your best yeah. interest. And kudos to you to meet with a couple. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think um that is uh very often done on the selling side or buyers. Buyers often don't.
0: Yeah, but also go with a referral. Like a friend who had good
2: success. Yeah. You know. Go with a referral. Don't necessarily go with the friend or the relative. No. But go to the referral.
0: Yes, exactly. The friend or relative I do hear that a lot. So and so -so did a great job for me and those are important things. Yeah. Um Okay. So then the next part, the best part is you get to start shopping. So now you have a realtor, you can start looking for things. And we've talked about this sort of ad nauseum, I think, but when you start shopping, when you're ready, there's lots of steps involved in making a purchase, which we won't go over here. But, you know, if you're serious, get serious and start shopping and looking and getting selective about what you want.
2: Yeah. I mean, on this point, what I would say is we're in a, we're still in a bit of a a market we haven't been in for the last you know decade or so but there are many and growing instances where if something comes up that you like you've got to act with urgency so don't put off oh yeah let's go see that sunday afternoon when it comes out on wednesday that's right um or you know because in many cases now you're going to miss out on the property.
0: Exactly, and so it's super We're important. seeing
2: a, an increase of that, and 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 it's part of that is fast. so so you know if you see something you love, get tell your agent and get in to see it as quickly as you can, yeah, and be prepared to do something if you want to, and you see when you see something you love,
0: yeah, don't mess around, you know. I mean, you're doing this for a reason. I know. I understand it's scary and can be kind of stressful, but you know, bite the bullet when you're ready. Yeah, do you have any thoughts about that start shopping, like taking people around? Um, How many they should see, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, like, that's always a tough one. I mean, I think all I would say to that is if if you fall in love with the first one you see and you want to buy it, don't worry about it. That's fine. If so it takes many you 20. times,
2: Don't you hear that so much? I oh, I love it. it. But we just started looking. Yeah. And those people are always
0: yeah. the most regretful of anybody. Yeah.
2: You know, uh, so many times I hear from people that they can't get that first house out of their mind. Mm-hmm. I still remember a house on Burtsell that yeah. I couldn't get out of my yeah, mind. Same. And we lived
0: in our next house for 20 years. Yeah. But I never stopped thinking about it. Me too. It. There's, I've got one that I, I'm still sorry I didn't buy. And yeah, you never... You never forget it. So if it is the first one you see, then go for it. Yeah. But and also, like, like if it takes you twenty or thirty houses, I mean, from the realtor's perspective, that's kind of sucks. But that's okay. If that's what it yeah, takes. Yeah. Just be aware of the whole paralysis by analysis problem. Like the more you, especially okay, in that's condos, the, that's what I was going to say. The more you see, the harder it gets to make a decision because everything starts to look the same. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's the only other issue, especially kind of in a low end um price point. Yeah, right? I agree. Yeah. Okay, so now you have found or you're starting in you're in the shopping process, you know kind of all of the parameters of what you want. The important thing you should be doing next is making sure you have a deposit ready. Right. So it's not stuck in some in your RSP or like in a bank that you can't it have access. It has to be to uh flexible and liquid. accessible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when you do make an offer, you're going to need to have that deposit together with, and I'm, we're not talking down payment, we're talking op- deposit. Yeah, people also
2: often get that confused. They get confused. Too. I have so, to have $300,000 ready that day. No. That's
0: right, yeah. And so Maybe. you need to have that, yeah, you have to have that deposit ready. Now, normally that's 5% of the purchase price. Five to 10. Yeah, usually five to 10. Mm-hmm. But like, say, aim for five. Yep. So, um, you know, having that money ready to go at the drop of a hat is extremely important. So if you need to get that converted from somewhere, if you need to secure a line of credit for it, just have it somewhere sitting liquid. A lot of people don't have, you know, 50,000 hanging around or whatever the case may be. So because we're going to want
2: you to um, get a bank deposit, a bank draft or certified check for that 5% deposit, you know, by offer, like by offer day or before, like, Fairly quickly. Right. Um, and uh, if you are successful in the house, you, in the purchase, you hand that over. If you're not, you return it to the bank. But it, and it, often people say, oh, I'll just get it when, if I'm successful, if they choose me, I'll get it. But what we're finding now, I would say that most offers are by email, they're yeah, not done in person right. anymore. And it carries great weight if you've gone to the trouble of getting that deposit ready. And your agent submitting it, a photocopy of it with your offer. And then if you're successful, handing in the real deal the next day.
0: Exactly. Um,
2: So, I mean, people always like, really, does that make a difference? I have to go to all that trouble and I might not even get the house and I have to go back and return it. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) The answer is yes.
0: The answer is always yes. Yes to it
2: all. And we say, get the deposit, get the deposit. Exactly.
0: Makes the difference. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So that's important. You just have to have that ready to go. Um, and then really the final step is you make your offer and all that goes along with it. And that's a whole other conversation. But, Mm -hmm. you know, once you are ready with everything, you can offer on whatever you want. Right. And you're good to go. Right. And that's the fun part. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Mm -hmm. if you, if you're successful, it's fun. Yeah. Now, (laughs)
2: and then, so you've been pre-approved early in the step, like that's the first step, but then there has to be some further Formalization yeah. Of your confirmation of your approval, of your qualification. Right. Um, and uh, so this is why earlier we said don't make any changes. Right. To your financial decisions between that first approval um, stage and when you actually make an offer. Right, exactly. Because, you know, you don't want to get the surprise that, oh, well, you're no longer qualified for this because you bought that car. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You don't want to find that out. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Another thing maybe to keep in mind in terms of making your offer is, and maybe this is not appropriate for this topic, but when you um, uh, have a successful offer, um, your lender is going to arrange for an appraisal of the property that you're buying. Right. So not only are you as an individual buyer kind of approved, it's almost like the property you're buying is also being approved. And, you know, it makes sense if you think about it. They want to ensure that their investment in you is worthy, that this property is worth their investment in you to buy it. Right. Um, so sometimes we're finding, particularly when the market was just absurd, the absurdly crazy, that the appraisal value didn't line up with what people were buying right so and I'm starting to hear a little bit of that now when there are multiple offers and homes going for over asking what are you going to do if the bank says it's actually not worth what you paid or it's not worth what we're willing to lend you you've got to make up that difference that's right so you talk that's the kind of thing you have to think about when you making your offer and you're thinking about your finances
0: yeah
2: I mean I always like Clients who um, are, uh, you know, pay attention to their heart, but are ruled by their head. Exactly. And not going to fall into that. I've never had a client who has heard, you know, the appraisal come in way lower than they paid. I've never had
0: it happen. Yeah. So. Me either. Never. In all these years. No, never. No. But I know that it happens. Well, a good realtor is not going to let that happen. So Mm. hopefully. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Anyway, um, yeah, this is what you do to, to start getting your mobilizing, getting yourself ready.
0: Yeah. And I think, uh, I think that's, yeah, pretty much what everybody Mm -hmm. should know. And I mean, it's a, it's an involved process. So this is obviously just a bit of a, a run through of the important points, but, um, you know, so, you know, we're here to answer those questions. That's what we do is to help you walk through this process and get you on track to getting that first property. And Mm -hmm. so Leslie and I are happy to, Answer any of your questions anytime. Yeah, maybe another time we should talk about how to mobilize yourself when you're that second, third, or fourth time buyer. Yeah.
2: And you or you've got something to sell.
0: Yeah, that's important too, because mm. that's uh you know, the, the move up buyer is probably even more important mm. right now. Mm. Um, okay, great. So hopefully, as always, we have provided some insight that you can take with you. Uh, don't forget to follow us here so and subscribe so that you get all of our latest episodes, which we download every week or upload every week, I should say. Uh, also, please follow us on all of our social channels at the Janelle Cameron team. And just another plug for the investment seminar we are hosting next week on the 25th at 7 p.m., Um, it's going to be all about buying your first investment property. And we're going to walk you through the process, sort of tip to tail on that and what you can do if that's something that is in your future. So again, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate your support and we wish you happy real estate. Happy real estate, everyone.
1: We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto real estate show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the Greater Toronto Area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com. That's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com. Or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.